Here goes. Okay, here goes. Get ready for it. You ready? Are you ready? What's the wait? What? what? <gasps> well, <laughs> well, welcome to another episode of Driving to the Res. Your favorite hosts, Larry and Dinaya. Yeah. Good job, honey. Good job. <laughs> warm here in Cali. California is warm. Would you like to tell them where we are? California. We're in the minor 49er area. Yeah, the minor 49er area, right. Mm -hmm. So where they got all the gold. Yep. Speaking of which, I found me a big chunk of quartz yesterday. And it had like shiny bits in it. It was shiny, but I didn't see any gold. <laughs> that was peewee. <laughs> She's freaking soiding in the truck. Maybe well, we should have left it with Brett. What do you think? She's just waiting for us to put it in drive. Yeah. She'll be fine. You think? Yeah, she'll be fine. All right. I'll just pretend I'm staring. Okay. Because we're actually parked. Yeah, the coolest and quietest place I thought was going to be right here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to try. I don't think you can hear it. I think you can. Oh, well. Find out, won't we? Yeah, well, it's okay. A little bit of PB panting. Oh, so, well. yeah, we're at Rescue California, which is up in the mountains, yeah. close to where they found um, gold the first time at Sutter's Mill or whatever it was called. I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. it was about Sutter's Mill. Yeah, it's, it's actually a very beautiful area. Uh, if you like the dry grass and um, ancient oaks, like yeah. California oaks are pretty different to other oaks I've, I've seen. Yeah, but it's, 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 <laughs> it's drier. It is definitely drier to what we're used to. It's very yeah. different, very different. Well, we're, we're kind of getting used to this drier in Washington, too. We'd had two months with no rain. Yeah, it's been pretty dry back there. Yeah, pretty dry. And we get two inches of rain this week. In California? No, Where? in Washington. In Washington? Yep, That's so good. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, our first uh, winter storm happens. So. so when we get back, we should have enough water. Our water well, well should be full and clean. Yeah, our creek should be running. Clean. The salmon should be getting their um, free ride to the lake. The lake, yep. So it'll be nice. It was nice to come down here, have a visit. Yeah, and change of scenery, play with grandbabies. Yes. And the children, hang out with the children. Yeah, and live the nomad life. Nomad. We brought our camper down, so we're yeah. sort of like halfway living in our camper. And then your daughter gave us her big trailer. Yes. Her tra so travel trailer, her so we're using yeah. her trailer too. Yeah. So it's kind of like, very comfortable. Yeah, very comfortable. Yeah. It's, thank you, Daniela. <laughs> yes, thank you, Daniela. It was interesting to visit the giant city. No, I guess San Francisco counts as giant city, right? Uh, no, but it's a big city. I mean, I it guess... It counts as a major city. Yeah, because we went through several cities on the way and there was no stop of the city before the next one begins. So yeah, yeah. it was pretty big, yeah, pretty big and kind of industrialized and uh, suburbanized areas all over the place. Very Lots and lots of people. Yeah, it's a strange. It's a strange feeling. Some people love cities. Some people hate cities. I've, I've not really been negative about cities. I've mm. been curious about them and 
enjoy the visit. Um, I like the excitement, the possibilities, the um, potentials, the wonder of like if you find a thing, there's like all these people here that might like buy your. Remember when we were in Rome? Had a little tiny shop. Just for gloves. That's been there for <laughs> 500 years, yep. and the only thing they've ever sold is gloves. Is not just gloves, honey. Homemade gloves. Handmade leather gloves for driving. Yes. <laughs> no, no, they had other types of gloves, not just driving. That's what I went to shop for. They had gloves for, you know, matching no. your purse, for okay, different well, types of coats and winters. We're not talking about they didn't have snowmobiling gloves. And, no. And, they were all handmade. You know, farming and gloves. And whatever. <laughs> they were handmade leather gloves. Fine handmade leather yes. gloves, kind of. Yeah. Very, very fine, very beautiful. And I was remarked. I remarked when I thought when I saw that. I was thinking, it's like you can have a thing so niche and still survive 500 years in one location. Mm-hmm. If the city's big enough. If the city's big enough. I wonder if it's still open. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I bet it isn't, huh? <laughs> I bet. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. I don't know. Yeah, you could probably buy gloves with a mask on. Mm. Who knows? Mm. Or maybe they've done lots of. Maybe they make masks instead of gloves now. No, I was thinking people are wearing gloves and it's nice to wear nice gloves. Oh, yeah, maybe they had a run. Yeah, maybe they had a good run of it. Well, this time, though, through San Francisco, we visited. I went in a couple of three times. And uh, it was different, dramatically different. I'm, I'm sure that's no shock to some people, but... Different to what, honey? To my last experiences in the city, remember, I even had an event in Berkeley, which is, you know, basically across the water from San Francisco, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And you can drive from San Francisco to Sacramento, and when you leave San Francisco and you enter Berkeley, the only thing that happened is you went over a bridge. Mm-hmm. So they're, like, very close together. And, yeah. And when I came down that time, well, it was five, six, seven years ago. Well, it was more than six. Ago, more than six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More like 10 years ago. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, 2011 or 12. It was tw- tw- November 11th, 12th, 13th, 2011. I think it was 2011. That's 10 years ago, honey. Is it? Yeah, hmm. pretty much. So last decade. Yes, <laughs> a we decade visited, ago. We <laughs> visited Sa- Berkeley, had an event there, and the frequency that I felt, it was like, uh, amplification frequency. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, sometime later, like uh, five years later, we came back to visit with uh, Cam when he went to school down mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And uh, the visit, it was so interesting, you know, that I almost wanted to move. I was like very attracted to it. To and, San Francisco? Well, not San Francisco, the city, but the, the environment, you know. Okay. Palo Alto, okay, whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? San Jose, even, you know, the, the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And the uh, be San Francisco zone. And go and drive through the downtown city part, and you see the lights and the buildings and the bridge, and it's just a marvel. That bridge is like a thousand feet high or whatever. This time, I've got to say, I felt repulsed by it. Wow, that's a big difference. Not the slightest bit um, of draw, you know? Wow. So what do you... And I'm here to do a similar thing, bring a daughter, go to school, and have her do her thing. And and it's almost like 
uh, well, it is exactly like rejected even from the school stuff. The only school stuff I got to do was help her move some stuff in her room. Mm-hmm. But none of the like festivities and things like that, not really engaged or invited even. Mm. Felt like no invitation. What about you? Um, I've never really liked the cities. Uh, I've always been repulsed by them. <laughs> but you lived in cities all your I, life. Yeah, I was born in a city and grew up in a city. Um, I guess I'm talking more about like... North American California cities or yeah, I bet North American cities I'd say uh, but oh yeah I actually could say the same about London um, I did actually like living in Madrid when mm-hmm. I lived there and I liked living in Seville when I lived there it could be a cultural thing there's something different about them mm. um, I didn't like the heat <laughs> so for me no, I, I've never really liked driving into San Francisco. Was, yeah, never really liked that, I guess. Because when I used to miss the ocean too much, then I would force myself to go to San Francisco because it was the closest one mm-hmm. from where I lived in Sacramento. But it would, I would get there, get my fill of the ocean air, freeze my butt because it's always <laughs> freezing in San Francisco. Yesterday, right, we, we were here in... Uh... Danielle's in sunrise it was what 100 degrees At 95 sunrise? or something <laughs> and then we drove to um, drop Grace's refrigerator off mm-hmm. well we got to uh, the Golden Gate Bridge it went to 60 60 <laughs> from 100 yeah it was pretty intense it was only an hour and a half drive but mm-hmm. oh my gosh yeah. where she went where she's going to school it's nice it was about 79, 80 degrees. It was nice. It was nice. The weather's nice. The San Francisco weather, yeah, I I was never attracted to it being, like, muggy cold, but your son thought it was absolutely perfect. Oh, I thought it was perfect yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty neat. But I was speaking more about the energy of city, you know, the energy of possibility, potential, and Mm -hmm. invitation. You can make your mark. You can... uh, It's just like... Anything you set up is going to be an audience, right? There's an audience, no matter what, except for... I do got to say. Your event? <laughs> <laughs> yes, besides my event. We had eight. No, you didn't. That's including, including the all, the, all the cooks and the presenters. Yes. Yeah, well, yes. that still counts. <laughs> I think audience, there were three people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, besides that, we went to a food festival, the kids and I. Oh, this visit, right? Yeah, this last visit. Or just a couple, three days ago. And um, I swear there was 20,000 people there. You keep changing. You said 100,000. I was telling people 100,000. 100,000 people there. It felt <laughs> like a million. There was a parking garage like they have at the airport. Yeah. Top to bottom. About 20 floors full every, pot, every spot. We had to find a spot all the way on the freaking roof. Wow. That was the half a mile away from the event Free parking. Wow. The event parking was closer and you pay for it. Mm-hmm. And the street parking, all the street, everything was full. So it could have been 100,000. I don't know. It was a lot. We got to the line, got in. We were like five hours after it started. And um, the interesting thing, it was about 50-50 masks. Mm-hmm. There was a sign on the front that says, we would like it if you wear one. <laughs> but it doesn't have any requirement. And 
So it was about half the people did and half the people didn't. But it was 100,000 people. Okay, I'll take your 100,000. Maybe 150,000, I'll raise it. Wow. Elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder, there was at least 200 food trucks, right? Uh-huh. And then there was some carnival ride, not carnival rides, but like circus show cars where you have like games and prizes. Oh, and then okay. little art places where they had t-shirts and mirrors and plants. And, you know, it was kind of like a festival. Yeah. And a whole bunch of food. And the lines for food were an hour each place. And when you got to the front, it said, cash only. You know why? Why? There was too many people for the card machines to work. Because all the bandwidth was took up by Instagrammers. Yeah. Wow. In the city. Yeah, they got a lot of bandwidth in the city, and they couldn't Mm. even they couldn't even do credit cards in the city. But, was um, it related to the entry for the Stanford people, or is it completely independent? It was independent. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was the same thing. But it was the Stanford kids who got the tickets through their Stanford thingy. Oh, okay. Got so it. we went to go visit with some of his friends, and we found his friends, actually, which was a shock. They'd been there all day. Hmm. And he said it was 90% or 95% standing in line and 5% eating. And he said, the lines are intense. And these are city kids. (laughs) But it was, on the one hand, refreshing to see all the people glom together again. Mm -hmm. And they're, you know, they're only halfway masking in the first place. Mostly not. So they were, like, over it. And it was a little refreshing. But it was the opposite of refreshing because you're elbow to elbow with 100,000 people. I'm like, (laughs) what are we going to get for food? You can't wait two hours to get a... What do you know? You don't even know what you're going to get at the end. <laughs> I did find one place that had nobody at it. That's a really bad sign. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit not It wasn't. <laughs> I'm just going to say there was a reason there wasn't a line. <laughs> <laughs> oh it wasn't goodness. terrible, but it was inedible. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, the reason I was talking about that was be, because I had been to a farmer's market a few years ago, mm-hmm. and it was in Carmel, not Carmel, um, I was like San Francisco, but one of the smaller cities. Mm-hmm. But it was like like what I just went out, there's like a 10, 20, 30,000 people type of a farmer's market. The whole wow. city's closed for the weekend, you know, all the streets are closed and it's all farmer market. Wow, I've never seen that. You know, there are big ones in the city. And it was exciting and interesting and thrilling and all that other stuff. It was like that. Mm. And this time, even in spite of that, it still felt rejecting. Like, Mm. ooh, I don't want to have nothing to do with that. I would have much preferred just to stay at the campus and cook a steak on the barbecue. (laughs) You know? Yeah. But in the past, it was like, gosh, guys, let's get off the campus and go look. you got a whole city around you to go check out. Right, yeah. So I don't know if it's me changed or... Interesting, the, isn't the it? The environment changed, yeah. but there is a change. It's palpable and it's definitely It doesn't noticeable. help that when you're around a lot of people, you get sick. Because hmm. all of the shedding and stuff and the body's still stressed out. Plus, they have all the 5Gs and everybody's... You know their phones, the iPhone 12? Mm-hmm. It broadcasts 5G and you can't switch it off. Like their hotspot, you cannot switch it off. Mm-hmm. 
At least yep. the last time I looked, I don't know if they changed it now, but and people don't bother to anyways, most people. So you are in a soup of 5G, so of course your body's going to want to get out of there. Well, usually I'm good at ignoring it. No, you're not. Oh, well. You get headaches, you get sick and all sorts. Crabby and everything. Yeah. I did definitely get a sore throat. Definitely felt like plastered. Yeah. Definitely that silver, um, silver helped. And, um... Uh, the colloidal, colloidal, colloidal stuff definitely, <laughs> definitely helped. That's good. So that's good to know. Tested in the most extreme environment known to humans, and it you functioned worked. fine. Mm. So uh, I always highly suggest everyone listening, get yourself some. Yep. I have it on standby, so if you ever feel that scratchiness in your throat... Just gargle it. Just gargle it. It's over with. Mm-hmm. So, cities aside... I thought it was going to be more interesting because I thought you loved cities, honey. Okay. <laughs> You're not, not interested in talking about cities. I have no interest in cities. And we're not going Especially to Especially now. Remember, we were going to get an apartment in the city? Which city? Rome. Oh, you wanted an par- apartment in the city of Rome. Yes, you did. Yes. Remember, we are going to do that? Uh, no, we were going to get one in Paris. Uh, we can't stand Paris. Come on, <laughs> I really? Love Paris. <laughs> it would have been okay if they could have cooked a cheeseburger. You have a kitchen. If you have an apartment, you cook your own burgers. Well, doesn't that kind of take away the entirety of no, Paris? You're supposed no. to go out and have nummy food and no, fancy restaurants. I've never and thought of Paris as somewhere you Cafes on the street and all that. Well, I'm, i got to say I watched enough videos on Telegram. I don't want nothing to do with France. Oh, why? What happened? Well, they're coronavirus stuff. It's gone nuts. Yeah, they're... They're having a big civil war. Wow. Okay. So no cities. Well, well, you know what I mean. The French are standing up for themselves. Good. In large numbers. That's good then. Yeah, but that's also battles. Battles like that. Fun. You can't have no cheeseburgers on the street. (laughs) But remember, I do remember, I think it was Paris, but it's also in Sweden, was that? Sweden. Where they closed the restaurants unless you got your little fax card or your... Fax pass, or whatever they call it. And people are panicking. So people just pack lunch and eat in the middle of the road yeah, in front of the restaurants. The city, and, don't, the city. and don't even go in the restaurants. Yeah. Oh man, such a topsy turvy world. It is weird, isn't it? It's a very strange world. Really. Yeah, it's, it feels like uh, every time I think that it's over, you say it's not over. No. It's just really getting going. Yeah. I keep thinking they can't possibly Get add worse. something to this. And they, they do. And then they do. <laughs> Yeah. It's stunning. Yeah. So I've been looking for a, a more interesting outlet, you know, like I'm getting tired of the the ball getting bigger and bigger, and the snowball just like picking up momentum. I want like aliens going on or something, you know? Aliens? Aliens, yeah. We did talk about aliens coming. Yeah, you did talk about a, an aliens. alien equation. I don't know exactly There's what the equation, equation is, but. There's an alien equation for sure, and when we looked at 2021, it was either August, September, no, July, August, or October, November, December, uh, end of the year kind of thing. And yeah, I, I, I kind of suspected, the end of the year and, a summertime. Yes. and I suspected that they wouldn't use it for July, August, but they were going to use it at the end of the year, probably, mm-hmm. right? And I remember you said that. Yeah. And there's some interesting 
things. You were listening to stuff. To somebody, can I remember that lady's name? I do. We were well, listening to. Yeah, she had. It was the strangest thing. What was strange to me strange. was that I hadn't heard of it. Right. It was a press conference on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial in Washington D.C. With three people. With three people showed up. And they couldn't speak because of all the noise. The that was the and... worst possible place to pick to try and have an outdoor press conference because there's jets over flying over yes. every two minutes. Yeah. There was a lawnmower and was, tractor yeah, and it was just that was like loading the lawn. Then there was a weed the, eater. Three so there people was some standing kind of, by the side of the road, really. It's like it's basically. Think, but you can say you did your press conference in the capital. In the right? Capital C. Yeah. Well, yeah. she worked there. She probably should have known better, but <laughs> it felt me like there were resistances to doing it. Yeah. And those were the manifestations of, of those, those resistances. resistances. Yes. It's like I'll do it, mm -hmm. but. It's going to be really tough to find in here. I actually have. I think I wouldn't mind talking to her, yeah, but I, I need to find out what her stand is on the whole pandemic thing because I can. I found myself to have zero interest in interacting with individuals, no matter how interesting they were to me. If they have taken the jab or believe in the virus, I'm zero interested in interacting with them anymore. It's like a waste of time, total waste of time. So I would have to find out what her stand is first, and then if it is like sane, sanity one, <laughs> then I would definitely love to talk to her, have a chat about these things. Well, she had you know, really interesting know, things to say. She did, and I felt. That the words and the 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 word the message that she was asked well I can't even say that the she sort of mm. like sort of like the forgotten promise where she made a uh, agreement ahead of time where this kind of the thing that she does is during times of uh, changing paradigms and on planet Earth there's an Earth paradigm change plus there's a human collective shift cycle. So there's like two cycles coming together and mm -hmm. she and her team of guys, not guys, her team of aliens, aliens, which they don't like being called aliens, which you know, they don't like calling Allegedly. aliens. That's very racist. It's kind of racist because they, uh, <laughs> that they have a bit of a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that part, but they, they don't not exist here. They do exist here. It's just on a different frequency earth. Yes. Which. Honestly, that's the kind of a thing that you've expressed that I don't hear coming from the UFO circuit guys mm. or gals very much. Yeah. You hear many similar ideas of the this and that and the other thing, but there are some key concepts that are just unique to that I hear from you, and it's very rare that I hear them from someone else. Mm -hmm. She had half a dozen or a handful of them that I heard specifically from you, and I have kept my ears on radar to hear them if they hear them from someone else too. Mm. So those things I thought were very, very interesting, you know, and they piqued my curiosity. So I listened to her press conference. It was an hour long and it was, oh my gosh, I don't even know why you would call it a press conference. Yeah, it wasn't very good. And I actually, even at the end of the hour, I wasn't sure what she was announcing. What was she announcing? Well, what she was announcing was, here's who I am. The UFO people are so difficult. This is my maiden name. Here's my 
married name. Here's what you would have known me by. Here's where I worked. Here's all of my background. I'm not fake. I'm not pretend. I'm not hiding anything. I'm a completely open book and transparent. I'm not here for money. I'm not here for attention. I'm not here for fame. I'm not here for any of those things. And I'm not here to lie or tell a story or do anything. I want people to get the message that I'm here to bring. But what was it? What was the message that she was here to bring? Well, honestly, I, her, I, the message... It, I just heard a lot of that defensiveness, but I didn't hear a message. Well, what was the message? What was the message? You don't remember? <laughs> yes, I remember. <laughs> okay, what was it? So, the message only got a tiny portion of the talking, uh-huh. and that's because the part that's interesting to begin with is setting the stage of who am I and what happened you know she went down a tunnel mm-hmm. well actually through synchronicities sitting at Starbucks funny mm-hmm. funny she, she met was... this fella okay he said he had aliens in his mountain he's digging a tunnel to meet him and he <laughs> met dug this tunnel and he met him and you want to come meet him and she said hell yeah I want to go meet him <laughs> and so she went and met him she uh-huh. walked down the tunnel and they were there at the end of the tunnel uh-huh and they were expecting her because she was one of their soul group. Uh-huh. She incarnated her human body uh-huh. as they do. And her job is to be the human part. Because, uh-huh. I mean, you've talked about that plenty of times before. Yep. But once you get here, the density of Earth is a little bit... Uh, what's the word? Dense, I guess. It's hard to remember what it was you said you were going to do when you get here. Uh-huh. All these great plans and ideas. And then you're here like... Oh, look at that hamburger stand. I think I'll have a hamburger stand. Maybe yeah. if I have 10 of them, I'm going to be a millionaire. That's what I want. Yes. I want a million dollars in 10 hamburger stands. Why did you come to Earth? Oh, for a million dollars in hamburger stands, of course. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with why you came to Earth. Mm-hmm. Got distracted again. Well, that was the reason she came to Earth was to help transcend, not transcend, there's ascension and transcension. It's called transcension. What is like transcension? That. Can you tell us what transcension is? Um, basically, you need to divert your... I don't know what it is. <laughs> you don't remember what transcension is? I didn't get to the uh, part where she explained it all. Oh my gosh, really? We, I only listened to the press release which just basically outlined the mission that she was here to do was to be a a voice for well, basically waking up the lions I guess, in a sense. I Meditation. Like you have to reference the waking up the lions, what you mean by that. Okay. Uh, it, she reminded me of ET 101. Oh, that's a brilliant book. That's a brilliant book. Anybody hasn't read that? Then you need to immediately read that drop book. Everything, everything you're and read doing. that book. I everything. just mean everything. If you are cooking dinner, just turn off the stove. Go over to the computer, type in et101.com. I think it's .com anyway. I don't know. And get the book. Get the book. Just get and it. And then read it. You're going to be so happy you did. Anyway, so she reminded me of that. And her experience of going into the mountain and meeting the aliens, physical, different species. There was a gray, two white um, Nordic type white ones, light, really white ones, two or three or four total just light beings. They're just, they weren't transparent, but they're just made out of light. Mm -hmm. 
and a giant eight-foot-tall mantis uh -huh. who was what color? Purple. Purple. <laughs> a purple mantis, eight-foot-tall. Yeah. She didn't say that in the, did she say that in her? I don't know. PR thing? I'm not sure. Specialist? I don't think so. Uh, in the, in the, so, the, transcension means passing over or beyond. Transcension, well, it's, she's, she, she, uh, she's re restricted in her language. Uh-huh. The act of transcending or surpassing also a, passage over. She doesn't have a background in ascension work, aliens, UFOs, anything. Her background is completely unrelated and she doesn't have exposure to the community. Mm -hmm. So there's no words like if ascension is a word that would work. Transcension is the word that she got because her data is coming through. Um, not telepathy in that, in her words. She's not like getting the words in her head. She's having experiential telepathy. telepathy, but she doesn't know that word or that term. Somebody experiential telepathy, right? Yeah. So she says she gets basically feels like a download and an image and data that comes in mm -hmm. that she transcribes into the words mm -hmm. that she tries to describe what it was that she, mm -hmm. the message she's trying to say, mm -hmm. say, but she doesn't have the language to really say it, right? Right, right. And so transcension, <coughs> ascension, even the interviewer called ascension. Um, what happens in the Bible when you God comes and takes his faithful mm -hmm. to heaven at the end of the apocalypse? Mm -hmm. That's what ascension is. Okay. He doesn't even know what it is. Yeah. It's very important to define your terms, right? Yes. Define the terms. Define your terms. Right. So, so now what we're talking she about an basically interview. We're talking about an interview, not the, not the press it, release. What she basically means is it's important for humans now to learn how to expand their awareness so they can communicate with the beings that are already here uh -huh. that you can't and aren't because of the third density that you're stuck in. in. Yeah. But you can if you do the work, which mm -hmm. includes meditations and expansion of awareness exercises. Hmm. Sound familiar? Yes, it does sound familiar. Sounds familiar. So that's why I liked I what I've she had to say. Yeah, I've heard that from Someone around here yeah, in this story. And it wasn't PB. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that's the message that the aliens are wanting her to get because they are trying to speak, trying to make contact, but it's like trying to talk to someone who's sure wearing a mask and getting a vax is the only solution right now. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what you say, they can't hear you. Mm -hmm. So they are in the same situation. They're physical beings in a physical place on a physical mountain in a physical base that they've been in for s ever since the beginning, right? Yeah. But they cannot communicate because uh -huh. they're, they shifted away and humans are under this, um, what do you, what, what would you call it? Brainwasher? Yes. Like EMF overload. Cloud, yeah. It's like there's so much noise you can't hear. So you have to do a daily practice, which is what she says. You need a daily practice, meditation. Mm -hmm. I've heard that somewhere too. Yeah, we've You've been saying about that. Yeah. Well, so the thing that makes her experience a little bit outstanding is not only that it's a physical walking, handshaking, touching, uh, physical experience that she had and shared with other the people that own the, the mountain now, which they laughed about because it's like we've been in this mountain since before there was people here. So 
how Who all of a it? sudden you own this. <laughs> it's quite quaint, yes. but you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he was he was a man on a mission. He had to dig a tunnel, <laughs> a physical tunnel in the mountain to meet the place in the mountain where the base existed, right? Yeah. And it was like a she said it's like a spider web type, not a web, but from one side to the other side you go through what's a portal. Into that other dimension mm. of existence in the same planet, but shifted dimensionally. Yeah. Mm. So the tunnel goes down to there, and then it goes into that space where they are at in the mountain that already is here. Right. So um, that was kind of interesting. I mean, that's really interesting, honestly. Furthermore, she's... she's putting a team together mm-hmm. in agreement with those guys, aliens in the mountain. Of scientists and other people with um, um, alignment to the goal of the mission, you know? Which is the mission? To get the message to humanity that it's important right now to expand your awareness and make your own individual contact mm-hmm. with um, the basically Gaia, Gaia's higher frequency. Uh-huh. And the individuals that exist there. Mm. So, one way that they think that will help is with physical evidence. So, they put a physical team of people with the cameras, video recorders, um, scientific collective, freak, a, whatever, frequencies, whatever complicated equipment makes people say, oh, I believe it now. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're going there together, uh-huh. and they're going to go meet them. Oh, when? Before the end of the year. Huh, Sometime nice. around December, probably. Yeah. Whenever the team gets together. She only just started trying to put the team together, you know? Oh, lovely. Do you want to be part of that team? Oh, yes. I'm done. Well, they don't have kittens. She didn't say nothing about kittens. <laughs> <laughs> you said if they got kittens, be careful. Yeah, I said if they got kittens or puppies in their spaceships, stay away from that spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> it's like lollipops, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, there was no mention of kittens. Okay. Have you contacted her to see if you can be part of the team? Well, yes. (laughs) You did? Yes. Did she answer you yet? Not yet, no. She's got a very big list of people people probably, Uh you know, saying hello and pinging her. But you don't get a yes if you don't ask. Correct. That is true. Very good. At least to say hello and maybe have a conversation and, you know, say hi. Yeah, that would be lovely. So she was on the big show's. And that's another thing. But she's on these strange shows. Well, like Jimmy Church, Fade to Black. I listened to that a few times, remember? Uh, what? It's a podcast. Oh, okay. Kind of like talk show like Alex Jones or something where oh, it's okay. very um, loud. But he has a persona and it's very much... Do you remember last night we were watching a couple hour long interview by this one guy? Yeah. That was doing an interview. And he's oh. as dark as you could possibly want, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like, my goodness, he's like, can you try any harder? Just, All black clothes, so black, black glasses, steamy black background. I don't know it's like, how she lasted that long in that show. And it was all about, how can I attack you yeah, as I'm, politely it's, it's as possible? possible. And, and apologize for doing it. Yeah, but right, right away, I apologize. Were you on drugs? Are you psychotic? Are you mm-hmm. mentally ill? I know, it's like... I just got to ask these hard questions by fans. They want to yeah, know. They want to know. They are think you, really? you are. They... <laughs> so, prove it. Prove it, you are. It's like such not interesting things, you know. 
I was. So I got lost I like in I... that one. It's like I totally lost it because it's like this woman has a. She sounds great, and she has a great message, but she's putting herself in all the wrong locations. Why is she doing that? Well, I know. I think I know why. Yeah. Why? I told you why. Why? Because she has resistance. Oh, that's right. To being yeah. seen and heard. Yeah, that's true. She says she wants to be seen and heard, but no, her, she really doesn't. If she did, I would have found her a lot faster than a month. Yeah. One one of the things that I found to be excellent response, an excellent response from her, and I laughed mm-hmm. quite a lot. Um, she said, "He said, well, what what will happen if you oh, yeah. come? You you go there, and there's nothing. Got everybody there, with you. You got the whole team." And you walk and then... Uh, there's nothing there. The cavern's collapsed and there's nobody there. There's nobody there. Now and what are you going to do? And she said, I'm just I'm, worried about you, honestly. I'm worried about you. Yeah, I'm so passive-aggressive. And she said, well, I'll need to get a really good psychological counselor. <laughs> a spiritual teacher or someone. <laughs> someone to, to help me go into a retreat. For to a help couple, me through it. For a month-long retreat or so to help me through this. Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I'm going to be devastated. Yeah. I thought that was brilliant. Brilliant answer. I'm going to need some help through that, because yeah. that's going to be hard. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be really tough. She doesn't have that feeling. But I... Yeah, so... No, but know, I felt that the answer was so genuine. And it true. totally was. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of what's interesting About with her. her, yeah. Is yeah. that she it's is genuine. as transparent and genuine as she can be. Yeah. Almost to a fault. Yeah. I think that that was the Achilles heel that the... The other side grabbed and is throwing her around with because she so quickly goes into the fence and she even put a book which she wrote with all her time and effort and everything. And it sounds interesting. There'll be no problem buying it. She put it out for free so that everybody will know she's not doing this for money. She's not trying to make publicity for her book. Who cares? I'll buy your book. You sound interesting. The 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 the, The thing that's relevant is that those who think that you shouldn't really care spend that about. much attention no, on. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't spend any time with those people. If she had said, irrelevant. hey, I wrote this book, it's a blah, 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 and it's very interesting, blah, blah, about that. Here's my experience with the aliens. The book isn't really related. It's fictional, or it is related. I don't even know. I would have checked out her book and probably yeah, bought it. Yeah, totally. But now it's yeah. free and didn't even look. Yeah, exactly. I should probably just look just to yeah. see. But I don't know what the book's about, but... I know that she's she was proud so, of it and she yeah, was happy exactly. about it, but now she's giving it away for free just so, so you don't have a lever to say she's doing it for exactly. publicity. Oh, my God. Like, so lame. So what's know? this lady's name? Um, well, she had like five names, remember? She does? Well, you probably weren't no, listening to that remember. part. She said all her names. I got lost with that, guys. It's just, you know. Um, and then the... the, the Anjali. Anjali. How do you say that? Name? Anjali? And Angeli, Angeli Ongaya, Angeli, Angeli, A N J A N with a wiggly, Anya, and and then J A L I. Ongaya. She only is on Twitter. Oh, okay. She didn't even do a website because um, she, she said didn't. in her experience, she tried to come out and then she grabbed her wrong allies. They're all staring in all these directions to get tugged all these ways, but I think that it went a little sideways on her. Yeah, it's unfortunate. People like to take advantage of, what's the word? Opportunist. Well, she needs some street smarts. A little bit, yeah. 
So I would like to talk to her so I can actually get interesting answers from the well, stuff, you know, that she was talking about. Like the mountain experience, you know, and what she saw there and what conversations she had. And when she was in the, in the interview, you could tell that she could, she was getting information while, while she was talking. talking to this guy, telepathic information, and she made apologies for it and, you know, just, ah, oh, you might think I'm crazy, but blah, blah, it's not, and the guy just ran with that, you know, it's like, come on, who cares? Well, yeah, but some, a lot of people think that they need to care, and I don't know why, I think it's I probably a human thing, it's something that most of us have. It's like that squeaky wheel. It hits you at a spot. It grabs you. And you go. I got it. That's wrong. You got to That's not right. All of the words that I'm t- saying are taken out of context. Interestingly enough, you mm-hmm. might find this interesting. You know who Nicki Nicki Minaj is? No. She's a famous famous rap star. Oh, Daniela told me all about that. Did she? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she got. That was pretty cool. She got a lot of red pills and everybody's trying to take what she says out of context just the same as Anjali's. Yes. And she's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) She She has like 60 million. She got bad for Twitter. She got 60 million or 150 million Twitter followers or whatever. A ton. Yes. A jillion, jillion. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was the same thing and She's responding to those attacks, but those attacks in her case are making her visible. Yeah. These attacks are not making Anjali visible. visible. They're yeah. making her invisible. invisible. It's making it hard to actually hear the message yeah. Yeah. because you have to wade through all the other honest crap. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that was something I remember you had an experience of. Oh, they tried to do that with me. They tried to do that with you yeah. and your Defend yourself. Over and over. Defend yourself. You have to defend yourself. And I said, nope. I don't, actually. <laughs> yes, you do. No, I don't. Why not? Tell me it's why not. It's way more interesting things to talk about. Why don't we talk about XYZ? Oh. Are you skirting the question? No. No. You have... You, oh, there was one, one that was in the Spanish uh, interview. Mm-hmm. I remember this guy said, a woman, I don't remember who it was. They said, um, it is your responsibility to convince the audience that you're telling the truth and i said that's not my responsibility that's theirs they're sovereign (laughs) beings they can test information out and see if they're right or wrong that's nothing to do with me i'm just giving my opinion you can do whatever you want with it (laughs) and they're like oh (laughs) yeah 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 it feels like you need to at the time no we didn't Uh i'm talking about to the rest of us humans on the planet okay there's a few that are prove it able (laughs) How am I going to prove it? (laughs) You have to prove it. I will show you a hundred people who have one negative thing. (laughs) You just did it. (laughs) What did I just do? (laughs) Try to prove it. (laughs) (laughs) See See how it works? Yes, it works really good. So it's total redirect. Do you want to redirect somebody? You do that. (laughs) (laughs) Very good tip. Uh huh. Boy, it's hot in here now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hook, line, and And sinker. sinker. Gotcha, baby. (laughs) Give me five. (sighs) Okay. Uh, So anyways. The distractions are nothing but that. Distractions. So If anything distracts you from your message, that's all it is. Distraction. Yes. 
Just drop it. Just drop it. The ones that you need to um, speak to are already listening. Mm-hmm. The ones that need your proof. <laughs> another one. What? Another one was okay. a guy said. So you tell you tell people that you're directly in from source that your uh-huh. soul is directly in from source. Prove it. <laughs> and I just laughed and laughed in the interview. And this is why are you laughing? And this is well, you prove that you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I like, remember oh, that. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> then they use that whole claim. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence or some bullshit. Whatever. Well, here's the evidence. Here's the evidence, but I'm here. I'm here. What more do you want? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So, um, speaking of stories, this lady's story is she went through this tunnel into this mountain and met these aliens, and the conversation was without mouths. It was experiential telepathic had to do with a, a mission that they do together and that she's a part of that she forgot. Mm. Well, as often happens with all of us who incarnate mm-hmm. here, we forget. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, time to wake up, hello, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Remember, you even told that story. And remember the one where um, Michael was a whale? Mm-hmm. And the one where, who was a pig? Krishna or something? Yeah. <laughs> you're, not pig, you're not a pig, you're not a pig, you're not a pig, you're not a pig. Yeah, so it's basically that happening to her, her experience of it, and then her experience of what she came to do, her taking on that responsibility and role to the, not expensive, but everything else is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Only thing that's relevant is the reason that she came here, and that's kind of the energy that she's trying to drop everything else and do what she's already agreed to do, uh-huh. take on the mission again. Uh-huh. Like, oh yeah, that's what I need to do, but not actually remembering everything that she said yeah, or no, she needs to. Yeah. But knowing that it's a thing, feel people. familiar that yeah, that's right, that's what that's mm-hmm. right. But I just, I just can't get it get yet. All the little details. It's just so hard to get all the yeah. details. And meditation and uh-huh. the daily practice helped her a lot. Yeah. But the story that she had of going to the mountain reminded me of your story. On 9-11 or ish, however many years ago, in Chile, where you went into the mountain and met aliens. Yeah. Do you remember that story? Oh, yes. Can you tell us? So, I was probably six years old, and it was in Chile, 1972, probably at the end of 19... Mid to end 1972. Mm -hmm. It was before the military coup. Uh, of the 11th of September of 1973 and um, one day we were at home and the phone rings my dad picks up the phone he looks like a blank stare puts down the phone and tells us all to get in the car Hmm. I remember one little detail is that I didn't have shoes on and usually before we get in the car we go anywhere you know there's a mad dash to find the shoes and put them on right a little bit like the phone now. Like the phone? Find the phone? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this time, I said, I, I need to, I don't have shoes. And he said, I don't, it doesn't matter, just get in the car. And we all piled onto the car, That's into the car. That's big. You don't even need your shoes. I know. Get in the great. car right now, let's exactly. go. It's brilliant. So I did not like wearing shoes. 
Um, so we piled into the car and we drove into the mountains, the Andes, and we drove and drove and drove and drove and drove and drove. And uh, my brother, sister, my mom and him, you know, the usual goings on in the car, fighting, hair pulling and kicking and jumping on the driver and jumping on the mom and trying to hide from them. You know, those, those, those were the days, right? Those were the days when they didn't have seatbelt laws. Not seatbelt laws. Or car seats. Or, or you can't put your kid in front on your lap when you're driving. Your kid can't drive. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was driving when I was tiny. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it was all like that all the way up there. And then there was like a, a large uh, park parking area on the side of this mountain road I don't know if you've seen like documentaries or anything of little mountain roads in South America but they're very very narrow and they're not very well paved or anything but this car park was pretty sophisticated mm. right in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the mountains and uh, we drove in and there was lots and lots of cars in there and a lot of people that my mum and dad knew. They were also part of the government. And in particular, one family that was a senator, and his wife and his three children, two girls and a boy. And um, I used to, I knew them because we used to hang out at their place a lot. And anyways, um, a lot, relatively speaking, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> we used to visit and have playdates. Um, and, um, and then as we were talking in the, in the car park, we looked on the side of the mountain that was, uh, let me see, perpendicular to the road, um, the car park area, right? So there's mm -hmm. like, there's like big mountain faces on this three sides of this car park, car park right? And Stunning. then one side was the road. Okay. <laughs> and, um. The left side, as you go in to the car park, the left wall, massive rock wall, opens up, right? And everybody starts walking there. And inside are people. They were pretty tall, but not too tall. Um, uh, wearing gray kind of suits, hmm. right? All these... I don't remember seeing any women. I just saw men. And um, there were like these tables with lights on them and like screen things and all sorts of interesting things, right? And everybody went into little groups. Each family went into a different group with one or two of these guys. Mm -hmm. Actually, there were some women, yeah, because in not not in the entrance, but inside in these ta tables and little groups. Okay. Some of them were women. And uh, we went in, and I started, like, walking around, checking everything out. I thought it was really fascinating. And I remember looking at the wall that was on the far side of where we came in mm -hmm. and you could see everything from there like the entire Andes and everything like like there was no wall yeah like this is weird this is a giant window I don't remember seeing this window when we were driving up <laughs> right mm -hmm. and um, so that was really fascinating um, and then I got interested in one guy in particular who I found to be really nice and he had been talking to my parents and what they were talking about, I listened to it. And then I followed him to the next family, which was actually the senator's family. And he said the same thing to them. And they were sitting already with two other people there, a woman and a man. And the conversation went like this. 
there's something really bad going to happen in Chile. Really, really bad experiences are going to happen here. Now, you don't have to have those experiences. And what we can do is move you to a different country and you would have had an entire life there. Mm-hmm. You would have remembered you. Remember, you had an entire life there and everybody would have remembered you being there. And it would be a completely new experience so that you wouldn't have to experience what was going to happen in Chile, which was terrible, terrible. Right. Mm -hmm. And my parents, I remember what they said. And I said, no, 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 we have to stay here. We can't abandon our people. We have to fight for the the population and blah, 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 blah. Martyrs and warriors or whatever. Right. Yeah. So they wouldn't take that. And it was going to be a life in France, Paris. Oh. I know. I guess we can have an apartment there if you yes, really want it honey. yes yes in a year or two <laughs> when there's hardly anybody there <laughs> well yeah the apartments they're gonna go to, they'll to be a much penny, easier to, to a find penny. a good one anyways so that was part of it and then in this family the oldest girl she was about 14 or something like that and she the the, the family said no 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 we're gonna stay the same lines that my parents said right mm-hmm. no we're gonna stay we need we can't abandon the situation we have to be here for the people except for the 14 year old girl she would, might have been a little bit older probably 16 probably right? around there yeah because she had kind of her age of consent or yeah in chile at the time it was actually 14 but i think she might have been a little bit older because my sister was around that age and this girl was a little bit older than my sister okay and um and she she was crying and she kept saying i don't want to have that experience mom that please let's go i don't want to have that experience i just don't want to have that i don't want to live through that i just don't want to mm. i just i don't want that and the the guy said to her what we can do is actually take your daughter put her in a different family and she would have been their daughter always and you will never know that you had a daughter but she will have a wonderful life right it's hard to argue with that other than the that should be bait to bring you with her i know but it didn't right it didn't and they said yes well at least they They said said yes. yes anyways i found this guy really interesting and i started following him around and then i sat down uh, he sat down on this table, and I remember the table had colors on top of it, and he kept touching the different colors and things. Hmm. And I, I was interested. I was looking at the table and the colors, and then I couldn't quite reach because I was really small when I was six. I was tiny. I was like a two-year-old. <laughs> so I climbed on his lap to see what he was doing. And he was like looking at me like normal and just grabbed me so I wouldn't fall, right? And then he was, I was like, what are you doing? Because I was very inquis- inquisitive. And he's like, oh, I'm just, you know, doing this and pressing that. And what does that that and this and that? And he was explaining things and laughing and, you know, just being nice. Mm. And then at one point, he looks up my eye, into my eyes. And I look at him, right? And I smile. <laughs> and he smiles and he says, what are you? <laughs> what are you? That's right? a funny question of a six-year-old girl. Yeah. He <laughs> says, what are you? <laughs> and I look at him and I says, I'm me. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, he said, um, okay. And then it's like, okay, I have to go over there now. So he gets up, he puts me down on the floor and 
He walks away, and I go after him, right? Because I liked him. <laughs> <laughs> he's claimed. He was claimed. Like a kitty. Yeah, he was claimed. He's mine now. He's mine. So I ran after him, and I was hanging out with what he was doing and the different families and things. It, it took a few few hours. <clears throat> I think he, everybody got snacks and things. Um, and then a few times he would look into my eyes and then smile, and I'll smile at him. And at the end of the day. He comes up to me and he says, listen, he said, everybody's going to go back to their cars. I says, okay, I want you to do, it's very, very important, he said to me, that when you walk out of this building, this mountain, you do not look back to me, at me. You do not look back at the mountain. You do not look back or wave or say goodbye. You just Keep your eyes in the car. You do not look back. You just get in the car and you don't look through the window at me or us as you drive away. It's very, very important. Okay? And I said, okay. Because I trusted him, right? Okay. Yeah. I was six, right? So, you have a goldfish memory too. I think. Yes. Yeah. So, fairy brain, right? Fairy brain. So, um... He said, okay, after a little while, okay, everybody's leaving, right? So he said, don't forget. And I said, I won't. So we're walking out, right? And we're kind of halfway towards the car. And I turn around and I wave at him. But my arm just goes a little bit. And you know that telepathic communication. He said, don't, don't, just look back. Look back. Don't you haven't seen. Just don't look at me. Don't wave. No, no. And I go, oh, I forgot. So I look back at back the car. Ahead stare at the car and I get in the car and I do not look at anything as we're driving away from the place. Were your eyeballs moving but not your head? No, 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 no. You kept your eyes ahead too? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I did. And what was fascinating about this, really fascinating to me, was that as we were walking towards the car, my brother, sister, and my mom and dad and me, nobody said a word. And nobody in all the other cars said a word. Everything Mm. was quiet. Everybody got in, turned their engines on, and got out of that car park into the road and back home. And those were a few hours into the mountains, so let's say three or four hours, right? That's a long ride. That's a long ride. And I told you what they looked like. But the ride in my car, my parents' car, was a nightmare for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They was always screaming, kicking, fighting, biting, hair pulling, you know, swearing. Wild child. Yes, they were wild my brother and sister were wild right mm-hmm. and i would just jump up and down and across and front to try and avoid their fights because they used to fight <laughs> like bad <laughs> and they didn't say a word they were sitting down in the car completely and utterly quiet face forward all the way home we got in the car was parked everybody went into the house and then resumed life like we had never gone to the mountain like we had never gone to the mountain and the next day I said hey do you remember that you know blah blah what happened yes whatever your conversation was and I noticed that whenever I said it to my brother who was a few years older than me and my sister their eyes would go their stare was like blank Mm -hmm. like glazed over for a few minutes and then they would come back and talk about something else right or the <laughs> continued conversation that they had before i tried it on my mom and dad the same thing happened and this is what the most fascinating aspect of this is is that i would try it out 
Every few years, I would try and talk about this with my brother, with my sister, <laughs> with my mom while she was alive, and with my dad. Right? Uh -huh. So all the way to adult, all the way over to my 30s, I tried wow. this. And every single time, this would happen. Their eyes would glaze over, they would stop talking for a few minutes, and then they would, when they were back, they had no recall of what we were talking about. Or I was talking. That's amazing. And you went to that girl's house, remember? Oh, that's right. So a few weeks after this incident, we went to a play date onto the, to that family. And I asked them where was, let's say, I can't remember her name. Julia, maybe. Yeah. Or... Let's say it's Julia. Let's say Julia. Where's Julia? And they said, who's Julia? It's just your daughter. No, we don't have a daughter called Julia. Our daughter's called Mary. Right? <laughs> no, no, no. You're your older daughter. Your older daughter. Oldest. Eldest. The eldest. Julia, no, no, we don't have a Julia. Yes, you do. Where is she? I says, no, we don't. But she, you have a bed. She has a bedroom. I said, no, she, there's nobody called Julia here. We don't have a bedroom called Julia. <laughs> yes, you do. I says, no, show me. So I ran to her bedroom, yep. opened the door, and there was a sewing room in there. Oh, my gosh. Crafts, arts, crafts, and sewing room in there. I was fabriclasted. I was shocked, and I understood what had happened. Yeah. So I tried to tell them that you have a daughter now she's living with a family probably in Paris because that's the place we were going to be sent to mm -hmm. to have mm -hmm. a, a forever life. And and they said they didn't I mean they just stared at me again like eyes glazed over kind of but more like this kid is crazy what's wrong with her? And then till it was so bad that my mom just grabbed me and took me to the car. It was so bad. Right? And they just said, oh, she's been having dreams. She's been having nightmares. And, you know, she, my mom says, oh, you know, don't take any attention. She's been having nightmares. Well, my impression was those, that team in the mountain were aliens. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably. And the tech they had. Yeah. I wonder definitely... why they brought it to bear then and there for that. Maybe they do it all the time, but... Maybe they know. do, because you wouldn't remember, except for you would remember. Exactly. But has it happened any more times? To me? No. No? Hmm. I wonder if um, hypnotoregression would bring it out in your brother or sister. That would be cool. Yeah. Might be fun to try. Yeah, it hmm. Well, interesting that they like to hang out in mountains. Yeah. And it's interesting that it's a dimensionally different space and place if you can see through the wall of the mountain. Yeah, definitely, yeah. So it's like you're here, not here. It's mm -hmm. a different, different, different something. Yeah. Well, that story, you know, at one time I thought about it. I thought, well, what maybe they, your parents stayed where they were so that you would remember who you are instead of have a layer of, a different layer of reality put on you. Plus, would you have been able to move to Paris and then have your family been always there and always have for, to completely forgot everything that they were and only have a memory of where they are now? How would that have messed up your your reality a little too much to yeah. make your childhood livable? What do you, you know think? Would it have broken things too hard? No, I don't think so because I was pretty flexible uh, with regards to the paradigm reality. Mm -hmm. I thought at the time that it was totally crazy anyways mm -hmm. and nothing really surprised me. <laughs> so 
it's like, come on, this in, in this timeline they have wars. What, there's nothing worse than that, actually. <laughs> For me at the time, there was nothing worse. Nothing worse. So you could do anything and change anything, and it would have been fine. I would have adapted. Okay. Plus, I had the little guys who helped me adapt. Right? Yep. The little guys. I don't know if everybody or anybody remembers those little guys. Can you tell a little about those? <laughs> the little guys. The little guys. Yeah, so from as tiny as I can remember, all the way to yeah, around 11 or 12, actually. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. There was these two little guys, a, a boy and a girl, and I remember them very distinctly. They looked like children, but not. Their heads were very big. Mm-hmm. They were dressed like children. Their eyes were huge. And they had wigs on, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they were dressed like children with wigs on so that I would find them normal. And they used to teach me how to function. That's what I meant. You know, had them. So they would have taught me how to function in that new... In Paris. In, yeah. Because you, you would have been like the only... French girl, born in France and lived there her entire life, who didn't speak French. French. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't learn French to save her. (laughs) It would have been so crazy. We don't know what's wrong with her. She's always (laughs) only spoke Spanish. (laughs) But guess what? What? Guess what? One of the beautiful (laughs) parts of the family that that we chose for me, or we chose for me, um, is that my parents were so self-absorbed yeah. that they wouldn't have noticed that you didn't speak right. that you didn't speak English or French or whatever French yeah <laughs> they would have probably thought that oh yeah she's always been slow she can't speak <laughs> they would never have even noticed that it was Spanish <laughs> that's right. hilarious it's like yeah she's she's mentally <laughs> challenged she can't learn the language it's mm. it was like that they yeah. would have just not noticed. So Literally. your little friends helped you, you know, get along. They probably would have helped you with French classes. Oh or something. yeah, they would have. I downloaded it because I was, I didn't actually learn Spanish. I downloaded it, so it would have been the same with French, I'm sure. Hmm. Well, it sure would be nice if they hung out again once in a while. Mm-hmm. They said they would never be gone or never leave, but they wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're still here, but they're not here. So we should check in with them and see what they think about this. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. The last time that I told them to materialize again, like they did when I was a kid, they told me I would be frightened, so I would like it. And I said, go ahead, do it anyways. And they did. That was 15 years ago. They did materialize right in front of me, and I screamed and ran away. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not fair. I know. They laughed, and I could hear them laughing as I was running away. I could hear them laughing. Told you, ha 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 ha! Dang it! Oh well. Well, we have to get through that somehow, honey. Mm-hmm. Why though? Is it important or interesting? Yeah, very much, very much interesting. Very. Was the reason for it? The why? Yeah, it was the why. Well. Because, because if you have your couple little alien friends hanging around, maybe they'll let us have a picture. 
put on the cover of Time Magazine and teach everybody empowerment lessons. <laughs> Ooh, and that saying that you've got, you found the other day. A bit oh, yeah. Earlier. It's not time. It's, what was yeah. it? It's what was it? It's really good. I love it. And it's oh, yeah, perfectly okay. what we're actually doing. It's it perfectly is perfectly exactly in line with what we're actually yes. doing. It is what we're doing, actually. Okay. Can you read it? I'll find it. Here we go. It says, There's no time left to wake the sheep. It's time to wake uh, the other lions. Yep. Boom. Boom. Time to wake up the other lions. The other lions. Right. That's how you do it. You make sure that they know you're there. And you give them the info they need to be able to be empowered and awake and powerful like a lion. That's brilliant. Mm -hmm. So, go be a lion? Yeah, go be a lion. Go be lions. Okay, babe. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about? No. Feel complete? Yeah. Me too. Well. Kind of. <laughs> kind of like, let me see, there was like something still. What was What it? about December? December. And the mantis. The mantis. No. No. I think that's kind of funny. It was um, the extraordinary claims. Well, yeah, it was. It was the. It was the otherworldly, extraordinary, regular walk down the street claim, backed up by. going to be backed up. It's almost like um, an eight foot tall purple mantis. It's like, and let's go meet them. And they're over there. Or go do it tomorrow. If you got your thing with you, they're willing to meet and ready to go. Yeah. Let's go. Didn't she say she went back and they weren't there? No. At one point? No. no. What or she was said her? was when she did have her first meeting, uh -huh. she quite naturally blew her mind uh -huh. she was freaking out like holy shit oh my god but that she tried to go back but she was like i think the word i can't remember her exact word so don't quote me on it but basically she was kind of told that she can't yet don't yet don't go yet not time yet everything she did is like she couldn't get there so it's like yes, she was stopped from either. getting there it wasn't time why? to do that. I don't know why. I, I haven't listened to enough of her chats. Mm -hmm. And she admits, at least in the interview we just listened to, that some of the... She's trying to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with people who are having... Um, it's like the squeaky wheels, you know? So someone's saying, well, you know, you don't have to meditate. You just take ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. So she was trying to explain that it isn't the same. That's not what she's talking about. That maybe it's a one-time crutch type of thing if you really need it. But the thing that we need to do is this and meditation and focus and expansion of awareness. And that distracts from it. And she's, uh, she said, I know I've tried it. I've done them. And it's not what I'm talking about to give her self-credibility in the conversation, but that got took out of context, and so 
people say, well, she was obviously on psychedelics when she met these eight foot tall mantises, <laughs> right? Like, so, but here, it's getting distracted again. Yeah. It's distracted again. See, distracted. even you're getting distracted in the whole conversation because she gets getting defensive, and you, you know, that's the whole point. I exert. I agree, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how I feel. That things, the the reason that the snowball of current events, masks, vaccines, oh, vax passports, etc., 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 financial system, rights, um, constitution, um, fight for all of this stuff that just feels like all of that big ball, that snowball, is that a giant hook, piece of bait. You get engaged in that. And then you're not paying attention to what you should be. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. What do you think? Mm. Well, if you are not involved in that and you keep talking about it and getting just your mind used on that only all day and all night, definitely. But yeah. for people who are actually getting jabbed and masked and stuff, that's what they should actually be doing. Yeah. So... I guess what I meant was the same way that uh, the squeaky wheels and the detractors are a distraction from the message. It's that the the message is expand your awareness and make your own contact with high-frequency Earth. Yeah. The high-frequency collective. And so we talked about the ball of distractions. That high-frequency ETs that were yeah. so many different races were off the coast, remember? Right, right, right. Exactly. We talked about that. We did. You said they're here. Mm-hmm. And that they will be working on their way to make a contact. Yeah. And it's up to each individual to raise their frequency and their awareness when their awareness is enough to be able to contact them. Exactly. Word for word what you said. Yeah. I can't help it. I keep touching my straw. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't sound right. It's a straw in a cup, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Larry, stop touching your straw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. Distraction. You always get me. <laughs> yes. You are cracking. <laughs> right oh. Like that, right? Distraction like that. So you forget what you were talking about and thinking about and expanding your awareness to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I just feel... I'll go back to what I was trying to say. My point is simply okay. that the 3D dense reel is going to continue to become more and more and more and more interesting to try and re-engage you into continued experience of that. Yes. That is its job. Yes. It does it really good. Yes. And you've enjoyed it immensely. Yes. For thousands of years. Yes. Not I, but... Other people have. Right. You have. For sure. Oh, absolutely. Yes. So, know that's what it's about. Yes. And the re-engagement. Yeah. So, it's your choice to engage with it or engage with the other. What are, The other little aspect, and I think maybe it's related to what you were trying to grasp that was not complete. My, um, my straw. I was trying to grasp my straw. Yeah, you're grasping at your straw. <laughs> Is that... There's a scheduled contact, first contact at a mass scale all over the world with individuals who are not challenged 
mentally and physiologically mm-hmm. by jabs and other things. Those individuals who are not challenged by those things are going to have first contact with the larger collective intelligence of sentient beings from the universe and from this planet. And that contact is known to be scheduled by those people who want to carry on the fear-mongering and they think they're trying their best and will try their best and maybe will be successful in hijacking it to grasp even more people into the clutches of fear Mm -hmm. so that they cannot make contact but in fact become extremely afraid because maybe the aliens are going to be using death rays and stuff on cities, you know, quote, end quote, because it's not going to be real. It's going to be totally human technology that does that. And also maybe that they're going to call it a mass hysteria or psychosis and uh, try and cure it with jabs or concentration camps for their own good, right? Hmm. So I know that the aliens... No, I know... But it feels and it's planned that the alien equation will be tried to be used as a card for the other side to increase their fear paradigm. Yep. And it's really important not to get trapped in that, in my opinion. Okay, I know well. that a lot of technology, a lot of UFOs that you're going to see and a lot of things, if they do use it, that are going to go bad, it's going to be... Human technology, all that is human technology. Remember when we went to Area, close to Area 51, or the other side of the mountain of it? Mm-hmm. And I scanned into it thinking there was going to be aliens and alien technology there. And we found alien technology all, all wired up with human technology. Yep, yep. But not true alien technology, and mm-hmm. then no aliens either. Remember that? I sure do. It's all human. So fortunate for all of us, we have. Walk with you now, yes. which helps keep you focused on a weekly basis on the expansion of your awareness. Yes. With your tribe who are supporting you in their and your expansion. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's us. It's yeah. not just a one-person thingy. No. You can't do it by yourself. No. I mean, the not, whole point of You're expansion, not by yourself. You cannot expand your own awareness. That's the whole point. <laughs> it's when you become the human collective, that's what it is. That's what expanding your awareness means. You're no longer the I, me, I, myself, or the, the small self. You are your larger self, your more conscious self. You are that connection. That's the whole point. You cannot do it alone. Boy, lone wolves are going to have a hard time with that one. That's fine. They, they, they're going to do it, though. If they want to stay in paradigms, fine. But if they don't want to, you're going to have to make an effort. And you just follow your niggles and follow your truthing. Do the truthing class. If you follow your nickels and your truthing, you're going to be just fine. You're going to find it. You're going to find your path. You're going to find your tribe. You're going to find the people that it's great not to be lone wolf alone with. (laughs) 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 Well, it sounds like we're going to be learning German too this. Oh, yes. And walk with me now. Danke. 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 Thank you. I guess we're going to be needing to learn it. <laughs> yeah, we have our first better. class. We have our first class in a couple. I of want weeks. to tell you something, darling. Dun, dun, what's in that? German. Okay. Ich, ich liebe, liebe dich. dich. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love you too, honey. Mm. 
キス。